Hello, listeners. It's your host, Bella, and this is Day Thoughts, a podcast where I break down and share my opinion on deep topics I find myself contemplating throughout the day. Day Thoughts is centered around open conversation and unique perspectives from both myself and guest speakers about various subjects like mental health, spirituality, and self-help. You can expect to see new episodes available for streaming every Friday. For the next seven weeks, we will be exploring the topic of self-love in my new series, Loving You. This is episode two. Stay tuned. Hello, hello. Welcome back, guys. This is the second episode of my podcast. Can you believe that? My own podcast. I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, Last week, I released my very first podcast in the history of ever, (laughs) and it was just such a good turnout. I had so much fun, you know, making it happen and then releasing it out into the world. All of the feedback that I received was very positive. So thank you guys truly for that, for the love and the support. And I had a couple of people asking, like, where's your episode at? Because I told you guys that I would be releasing it last Friday. It is now Monday. And I'm slacking here. I'm so sorry. I definitely underestimated the editing and the recording process of everything. So realistically, I may have to start shooting for every other Friday. Um, I'm not going to do that just yet. I mean, I may be able to make this work, but I just really don't want to let anybody down. So um, (laughs) please bear with me uh, as I learn all of this. Um, But today I'm actually going to be officially diving into my self-love series, Loving You. This episode is going to be about um, what is self-love? So I define self-love as simply loving you. And that's why I entitled my series that because no matter what relationship you have with self-love, no matter what comes to mind when you think about that term, I think ultimately it just comes down to the extent to which you love yourself. So why is it important? Like what areas of life does self-love affect? Truthfully, based on my experience and the experience of people that I've spoken with, self-love literally affects every single area of life. I mean, because the extent to which you love yourself pretty much determines your ability to relate to people, your ability to perform at things. Um, You know, in general, I think that self-love has a bigger impact than a lot of people think. Definitely, I know that I underestimated it. Um, I had a very hard time in high school with my interpersonal relationships with people and my ability to perform well. And it had nothing to do with my lack of ability. It had everything to do with my lack of confidence. And I didn't know that at the time. But knowing that now, looking back, I see just how much confidence really relates to the quality of life that you have. Um, And self-love isn't necessarily the same thing as confidence. There is a difference, but confidence plays a huge role in what self-love is. And that's why you may hear me kind of use those terms interchangeably. They're not the same thing. I'm not trying to equate the two. I'm just saying that they relate to each other. I personally right now, and I would say in a pretty healthy area as far as where my self-love goes, um, I started working on myself probably, mm, I would say maybe like four months ago. Well, longer than that, actually. I forget I graduated high school in May. Like, that's crazy to me. I feel like I haven't been in high school for like two years now. Maybe it's because I tried to block it out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But 
yeah, it feels like I graduated like forever ago, but I didn't. I graduated last May of 2021. So my 2021 class, shout out. Um, anyway, so I started my self-love journey officially, you know, probably about half a year ago. I would say maybe like six months or so. Um, and at first I thought that I entered that area of my life where I was ready to start loving myself and being confident, but I did it in the wrong way. And I started off by first saying, okay, well, these are my flaws. These are my weaknesses. These are the areas where I do not excel. I am going to correct every single one of those. And then I will start focusing on my good qualities. And then I can achieve self-love because who can love themselves if they're not perfect, right? No, 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 no. That is just so far away from the truth. I look up to so many people, but I do not know one person who is perfect. Like, just to put it into perspective, there is literally no one on this planet that has ever lived a perfect life besides Jesus. So if that is your standard, I promise you, you're just going to let yourself down. And that's exactly what happened to me. So I really just recommend, and it's not really just me recommending it. Ultimately, it's what self-love comes down to. It's not just loving the good parts of yourself, because that is obviously very important. You know, it's important that you know your strengths. It's important that you know where you stand and where you shine. But you also need to be aware of the places where you're weaker. You know, the areas where you definitely struggle with something or maybe you don't perform to the extent that you want to. And that's perfectly fine. I think that first you need to learn to love yourself, meaning every part of you, the good, the bad and everything in between. And then it's safe to start trying to work on yourself, because if you don't do it in that order where first you accept yourself and then you improve you're just going to get it backwards and spiral into self-hatred because you're going to realize that you can't ever perfect yourself. And that is what happens to me. Um, I did it backwards and it just set me down the wrong path that I thought was self-love and it was not. Um, I personally got to this mindset, you know, the thing that really just kind of pushed me into finally getting on the right path when it comes to starting my journey of self-love, I would say graduating high school is definitely um, a big, big thing for me. I'm not saying that someone in high school can't achieve self-love in the midst of it. I mean, props to whoever does, because that's really hard. I feel like no matter what high school you go to, no matter what environment you're in, there's like the same pressure on every single student. And it's, you know, be popular, be attractive, be good at sports, be good at school and you're set for life. And that's just not realistic because when you graduate, a lot of those things like don't matter. And I guess to put it blunt, you don't hang up your high school trophies in your college dorm. Like that's just kind of the most blunt way to say that. You earn new trophies, you move on into a different phase of life. And when you're in high school, it almost feels like that environment is everything. The people there, their opinions of you, all of it matters so much. And then you leave and you're like, wow, I was so consumed. There's a whole world outside of me, you know? And I, I'm saying that because I went to a private school in a small town. So I was like in a big time bubble, but there's, you know, whether you're in a big town and you go to a big high school, whatever it is, you are experiencing those pressures. I guarantee it. And I promise you graduating takes a lot off. Not, not that there is no pressure once you graduate. I'm not saying that. I just mean that the 
standards become a little bit more realistic in life because now you're treated like an adult and you're viewed as an adult and the measures of success change and they're not so personal, I guess. You know, it's not such a personal attack if you don't meet a certain worldly standard. It's more of just like a, well, you know, there was people that fit this role better than you did. You know, it's not to say you weren't good for this role, just, you know, whatever. In high school, it's like, well, everybody's expected to fit the same role. And if you don't fit, it's because you're not good enough. In your mind, at least. Maybe, I don't know. I This is just my perspective. I could totally be speaking on the wrong behalf. This was just my experience. And from the people that I've spoken with, this is their experience as well. Um, so yeah, graduating definitely sent me on a good starting path to my journey of self-love leaving home was another one. And it's not because I didn't, you know, grow up in an environment where I could thrive and love myself. I'm just saying that, you know, being able to kind of create my own world and meet new people that haven't met me and start setting my own boundaries and sort of like, you know, refining my life and tweaking things and deciding who stays and who goes and what habits I want and routines. And I mean, you get to pick pretty much all of that when you graduate, when you leave home, it's like, it's a whole new world and you get to decide what kind of world you have surrounding you. So, you know, um, obviously there's external factors that still play in, but for the most part, you're in control and that can either be really beneficial or it could go south. Um, but for me, I think that it definitely helped me with my confidence a lot because I had a sense of control that I didn't have before. Um, I also really just fed into my walk with God, you know, and if you're secular, obviously this doesn't apply to you, but for, you know, people that are Christians and do have faith, um, who knows creation better than the creator, right? If God tells you you're chosen, if God tells you you are worthy and you are loved, how could you believe differently? You know what I mean? Like I, it's so hard to see yourself by the lens that, that the world feeds you where it's like, you have to do these things to be worthy. You have to do these things to be worthy of love. And God says, there's nothing you can do to earn any of that. You just, you receive it through me, you know, it's freely given to you as a gift. And I don't know, experiencing that kind of love and really just pressing into who God is, it really just put me on track and like humbled me in a good way and told me like, I have nothing to fear. I don't have to surrender to worldly standards. I can love who I am at the start of it. And that big time applies to the outer shell. By that, I mean looks, you know, because I do think that looks play a big role into confidence. And if you're born and you don't see yourself as beautiful or handsome, or, you know, you don't find yourself attractive and people around you don't seem to, it can really affect your confidence. But in Christ, you see that you were made with a purpose and a plan and every detail about you. He did that himself with the work of his hands. So it's like, even if you don't like it, you would never look at a painting and insult it in front of the artist, you know, and God's here at all times. So when you insult yourself, you're insulting the artist. And when I really just kind of internalized that, I just started to love every part of me, even the parts of me that don't fit into the beauty checkbox and don't necessarily meet the standards that I have for myself. Either way, I learned to love those things. Um, and also, I watched people who inspired me. That you know, this is comparison in the healthy way. Being able to see somebody and realize 
that they have qualities that you wish you had. And so you start to kind of watch them and emulate them. And then before you know it, you are picking up those qualities, you know, who you follow on social media, who you surround yourself with, you know, the adults that you look up to, these people can really influence who you are without you even realizing it in a good way or a bad way. But I think that when I started to, you know, just boost my life with people that inspired me, people that I looked up to and wanted to be like, it was like a whole new world because I started to love my body, my my looks, myself, my personality, everything that I had questioned in the past, I started to love because these people love these things about themselves. And so I don't know, it just, that kind of goes into my next point, which is surrounding yourself with people that legitimately boost you up and have your best interest at heart. You know, someone that's not trying to compete with you. They're not jealous of you. They're not trying to sabotage you and vice versa, you know, being that kind of friend because you attract what you are. So if you want to have a friend that will build you up and loves you and legitimately wants the best for you, you have to be that kind of friend too. And, you know, big time when I started to work on myself and I started to love who I was, I was much better at loving others. And I didn't even realize it. But looking back at old friendships, it was either one of two things. Either I didn't know how to correctly love that person. And so I treated them poorly or I didn't know how to set boundaries in my life and adopt people into my circle that truly, you know, valued me. And so I ended up with friends that didn't treat me the way that they should have. Either way, it was a toxic cycle that continued. And I never realized that it was the fact that I didn't love myself enough. Both times it affected others. It affected me. And so there's actually... Um, I mentioned having people that inspire you. One of the writers that I think she's just so phenomenal. She's a bestseller. She wrote Milk and Honey. It's Rupi Kaur. Um, interesting fact, she was actually a self-published college student. So she and I have that in common. It's kind of fun. But anyway, she said a quote that I think fits perfectly into this episode. And it was, the way you love yourself is how you treat others to love you. And that basically you just kind of wraps up everything I just said and puts it in a pretty little box with a bow on top because it's like that's just that's just so true like the more you love yourself the better you are at loving others and the more you love yourself the better you are at attracting people that love you um so you know something that I was kind of just brainstorming and I decided like oh my gosh I need to write a poem about this because like this is just so I don't even know if this is original it has to be because I didn't like find it anywhere it just kind of came to me and it's like you know, you are literally the main character of your story. And if you don't like the main character, how can you be invested in the story? You know, like, just like, take a second to think about that. Like, you are literally the main character of your own story. And if you don't invest in yourself, and you don't love yourself, you're not going to be rooting for you, you're not going to be finding what's best for yourself. And for, you know, my fellow Christian believers, God picks out what's best for you and you have to be walking in him and truly feeding yourself with his truth, even over the lies that the world feeds you. And that ultimately is going to help you reach the point where you not only love yourself, you not only love other people, but you just feel warm inside. You feel happy. You feel fulfilled, even in the midst of bad circumstances, you know? Um, I don't know. I just think that self-love is so important whether you are 
you know, it doesn't matter how old you are or anything, whatever walk of life you're on, self-love is important. You have to love yourself. And it legitimately does not just affect you. It affects other people and it affects so much. Like looking back in high school, I had very little to no self-confidence and it affected my ability to perform. I mentioned that a little bit, but like in sports, I'm not one of those people who's like naturally athletic. Like I have to really, really put in the work to achieve half the results. You know what I mean? Like if you are someone like that, you completely know where I'm coming from. And if you put, you know, you mix that with not having any confidence in yourself and you automatically set yourself up for failure, you know, like self-fulfilling prophecy is a real thing. If you don't think you can do it, you might surprise yourself on occasion, but for the most part, you're going to prove yourself right. You're not going to be able to do it because, you know, you can't count on other people to believe in you. You have to believe in you first. And, oh man, I could just go on and on and on. But ultimately, self-love is loving yourself. And that's why I'm just so excited to dive into this series. And next week, um, I'm actually working on getting a guest speaker. She would just be absolutely perfect for this episode. Like seriously, her story just inspires me in so many ways. But Anyway, um, next week I'm talking about overcoming insecurity, and I think that that's one of the first steps that anyone has to take if they want to really embark on the journey of loving themselves, because insecurities by far hold you back the most, I I think. And um, so yeah, I'm just really excited to talk about that. But to wrap up this episode, um, I have a little challenge to all of my listeners, actually two challenges. Um, the first one is find a quality in someone else that you admire and tell them that you admire that quality about them. Whether it's, you know, if you're shy, you can leave them a note or send them an anonymous text. Or if you're not shy, you can just tell them to their face or whatever. I promise you it will mean the world to them. And there are, you know, compliments that people have given me in the past that I look back on to this day and they fuel me because it just meant the world to me and I needed to hear it. And so I promise you someone needs to hear it. And Maybe they, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. They probably already know they're beautiful. I don't need to tell them. I promise you do. It will mean the world. Um, and my second challenge to you is to find a quality in yourself that you love and try to emulate it as much as you can this week. So if you pride yourself in being really kind and generous, try to be as kind and generous as you can. Take every opportunity that you are given And I promise you by the end of the week, you will feel so good about yourself. And it's just such a good exercise to learn to start appreciating who you are and the qualities that you've been given as a human being. Um, So I've pretty much gone on for 20 minutes now. So thank you for tuning in. Um, I promise you guys, I will work as hard as I can to get my next episode out on time. No promises, but I will work on it. And Um, I hope that whatever day you're having, I can, you know, I hope I just said something that made you smile or laugh or challenged your thinking in any way. And you know that I'm here. If you ever need anybody to reach out to, I'm always willing to listen. Um, So I hope that you guys have a fantastic week and thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next Friday. Bye.